Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, Thank you so wealth, much for listening. Energy. To if you have loved this episode, to make I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram your story host, at Rachel, Rachel White. White. Coach, reach out to me anytime with your insights and creator of the Spirited Leaders Have a beautiful day, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the podcast. Joining me today from her off-grid house in the rainforest is Lizzie Malt. Welcome, Lizzie. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. So Lizzie is a spiritual mentor who is breaking all the rules when it comes to showing up in life and living with purpose from ditching, people-pleasing, trusting your intuition to building an empire with passion. Lizzie has a down-to-earth way of bringing your essence to the forefront so you can express it fully and freely. So excited. So excited to talk about all the things that we just went through. But we'll start, Lizzie, with you just giving a little bit of your backstory. How did you get to live off-grid in the rainforest and and do all the amazing work that you're doing now? Ah, such a big question. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible for you all today. But yeah, you know, like life is a journey. I believe that like every step that we take leads us to where we're going to be. So how I got to live off the grid was I married my husband, you know, bless me. Um, he, we actually live in the house next door to where he grew up. So I came here 12 years ago and fell in love with the place. I was like, oh my God, I'd love to live here. It's so magical. Um, we'd always both inspired to like live this way of life. Um, you know, I grew up in the country, so we had very similar values and yeah, the house next door came up to, for sale. Like it must've been three years ago now. And we're like, it's ours, it's ours. You know, we like, we want it. And yeah, life is pretty much it's awesome. You know, we have no phone reception. I still have a landline. You know, I'm like one of the few people that have a home phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we still have internet. Our water comes out of a mountain. You know, it's a beautiful place to be. But, you know, the journey to get here has been a wild one as well. So, you know, I've always worked online. I started my first business when I was 23. I um, ran art classes in a city that I lived in and became like, well-known in the area to teach art and like life drawing and things like that, which was really, really great. But then, you know, I had a background in marketing and also branding. So I kind of like my work has always evolved and it's always been like what I'm most passionate about. So, you know, at 23, I'm like, yes, more drawing, more art. And then I fell in love with cooking and then it became all about food and I had a catering business and Then we moved to a property um, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland and I was like, oh my God, let's grow veggies. And I ended up having a successful farm gate selling veggies. Like I've always just followed my passion as to like what lights me up. And the biggest game changer for me, I guess, was when, you know, having kids, like seriously, they do change your life. My second one, um, I had uh, like this moment of like, okay, you know, life's changed. We moved off from the farm that we had to a small town. I didn't have like the normal things around me. I didn't have my chooks anymore. I didn't have a veggie garden anymore. It just like reality set in of like, okay, well, who am I? And so that whole idea of like, well, who am I? Self-discovery of like, okay, like I've always been curious about people. I've always been curious about self, but 
it took me to a deeper level and then I was like you know just kept evolving and evolving and ended up studying to become a life coach but people were asking me about online so I was online coach but still have always intertwined this spiritual sense of self into my work because I know how important trusting yourself is in everyday life and you need that for business as well a hundred percent so now I am working as a spiritual mentor I have a beautiful couple of group programs I've written an ebook all about how to free your soul from people pleasing and yeah I work a couple of days a week which is lovely in my little forest in my in my home yeah amazing I love that journey so much of following your passion and really allowing that expression of the work you do and everything to evolve as your passion evolves as your interests change so love love I love so many stories of like serial entrepreneurs that it's just finding the ways that light you up to impact the world and support your life as well. Um, so let's just dive straight into the topic of people pleasing. So you said you wrote that ebook and I know this is like involved in some of the work you do as well. Do you want to talk about, like, I feel like at the moment people pleasing is this thrown away term. So do you want to define what it means in terms of the work you do um yeah let's start there what is what is people pleasing actually <laughs> what is people pleasing oh my goodness people pleasing is like there's so many different levels of people pleasing mm-hmm. but like at the core it's making like putting you second mm-hmm. you're giving all of your effort and all of your love to something else and not yourself Ideally, that is people-pleasing. I can go into a list of like numerous ways that we do it, but it is definitely a term now that it's like, oh, I'm a people-pleaser, but, you know, most people associate it with not saying no. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I just don't say no, so therefore, like, you know, I'm like looking people-pleasing. But, it, like, I went through a period of time where my ebook, like I explored 30 ways in which we can people-please, mm. you know, it's deep. Yeah, definitely. And I think that like some people that are like, oh, I'm just a people pleaser. They kind of were like, uh, part of them feels like, oh, I really should care about myself more. But then part of them is like, oh no, like I'm just a really like generous, loving kind person. Like I just love doing things for other people. And they kind of like justify it in that way. It's what, what I see a lot of. So what, like, what are some of the unconscious ways that we can people please whereas like consciously we might just see it as we're just being like really helpful and really nice but unconsciously it's from that like insecure people pleasing place what are some of the expressions that that comes out of (laughs) how how does that actually impact our life yeah well many questions here okay um So first of all, you've kind of like hit the nail on the head as well about, you know, one of them, like, you know, trying to please others. So, you know, making sure that everyone's happy, putting yourself second. Like we we know that one. We also know the whole, like, I'm not saying no, I need to set boundaries. Like I do everything for everyone else. Like those are very common, but there's other sides. So another side of people pleasing might be that, okay, so you've got great like group of friends and then someone's like oh actually I don't really like you like you find out someone doesn't like you Mm. like your soul is crushed 
like you know it's absolutely crushed and like you know your mind then goes chaotically out of like this world of like why not like why wouldn't someone not like me i'm so nice right because i'm doing all these things for everybody you know so that's one when someone doesn't like you Mm. that sense of feeling hurt another way of people pleasing to notify it is avoiding conflict It's a big one. So you'll do everything and anything to like make sure that you don't have a confrontation, you don't have an argument with somebody because you want to like keep the peace at all times. Mm. So a lot of people think like that's just normal, like because no one really likes to have confrontation and icky moments. But, you know, as a people pleaser, like you really go to extreme lengths to make sure that it doesn't happen. Yeah, let's let's just pause for a second. I want to focus in on this one because this is something that uh, I think is so common because, yeah, like conflict can be really uncomfortable even when it is really necessary at times. And uh, like I can think of probably 10 people off the top of my head that have said to me like they just don't like conflict because they just cry and they they don't they don't know how to communicate or express themselves so they avoid it so let's kind of talk about that a little bit about so how do you confront conflict or enter enter the <laughs> in a way that isn't people pleasing that is like how do how you approach that if you've just avoided conflict your entire life and you don't even know how to show up in a situation because you know you either cry or you get angry or you you yeah you can't express your feelings right like pretty much all it is is you you don't know how to communicate Hmm. um and the problem is though is that we don't know how to communicate with ourselves first so you know if you're aware of like an icky situation that might unfold like you've got your own internal dialogue about what you believe in yeah you know so it's like okay well what do I actually believe in it's like finally speaking up for that Mm. you know and but also doing it in a way like it does take practice like I'm not going to say tomorrow like you're going to nail like a conflict but you know if you're prepared for one like you know you have your like thoughts clear as to like what you need to address and what to say like um one of the things I live by is like expectations and like you know of other people so like well in a conflict if someone's like oh blah 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 I'm like okay well let's let's flush out the expectations like what did you expect from me and what am I expecting from you because that's the thing like conflict is theoretically like relationships with people you know, there's two sides. We're both equal. So what do we both see? Because most often conflict is a miscommunication. Yes. And sometimes there's not actually conflict. It might just be someone saying, hey, you know, you've still got your tag on and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) like on your shirt or something, you know, like, I don't know, like sometimes Mm. you're preparing for worst case scenario when there actually isn't one because there is a way to give constructive um, feedback. There is a way to be constructive with your argument, but it's knowing what you believe in to actually say it because when you feel like you're under attack and that's the other thing is like being a people pleaser, you assume it's your fault. Mm. You know, you, it's automatic. It's like, oh, my God, that's why I like that breakdown of crying. Like, you know, yes, I've been there. I've done that. I know how it feels. It sucks. But if you can circle back or just say to someone, hey, can I circle back in like an hour or 
let's have like finish this discussion like so you can gather your thoughts and get clear because that's the thing like if it's an unexpected situation like yeah you need to like sometimes gather those thoughts Mm. and build that courage back up to communicate because that's the thing it's like well we need to have clear communication but Mm. if we don't know what we believe in what we stand for of course we're just going to be like okay cool you just yell at me i'm done okay sweet see ya and off you go you know yeah there's so many, so many good points in that. And I think the my favorite part is really acknowledging, like, if you always think that it's your fault to just acknowledge that there's just a disalignment in the expectations. And if we feel really angry at something that someone's done or they feel angry at us, like we can honor that emotion that that has triggered anger within us for whatever reason but to know that that most likely wasn't the intention. It was just a misalignment in how we expect other people to show up in whatever relationship or, or situation that I was in. So yeah, I think there's some really powerful points and I think it's so important to give us space to really create clarity for ourselves in any communication. Yeah. So yeah. That's a really good point that, you know, just cause someone's coming at us and we feel attacked, like we don't have to stand there and take it. We can, no. you know, we can politely and lovingly say, you know, like, can I just, like, I hear you. Can I just go gather my thoughts and I'll, I'll come back soon. Yeah. And that's the thing, like that takes courage as well. A hundred percent. And that's one of the biggest muscles that people pleasers actually need to practice the most. Mm. Is having that courage to actually speak up um, and being able to say something. And if you don't know what to say in the spot, that's okay. Like you can admit that. That's okay. People like understand that sometimes we don't have all the answers straight away. Yeah. And that's probably going to be received better than you just getting defensive right back. Yeah. Yeah. Because always it escalates, right? (laughs) Yeah. What do I do? The emotions go flying, of course. Yes. Okay. So are there, are there more ways? Oh, there's more. There's more. Let's okay. go there. Okay. So another way that you may subconsciously not know that you're a people pleaser is that you're mirroring, I can't even say the word today, um, reflecting the people around you. So you're mirror, I can't even say it, mirroring. mirroring. <laughs> Coming out yeah. today. So, you know, think of like your high school days like this is the only way I can explain this because you know I think as a a teenager we all just wanted to fit in like that feeling of fitting in we wanted to wear what our best friends were wearing we wanted to have our hair like you know the soap star that we saw on tv whatever it was like Mm -hmm. you start becoming the people around you Mm. and you don't even know it so it's like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool necklace. And, like, all of a sudden we've all got cool necklaces that all look the same. But realistically, you really hate amethyst crystals hanging around people's necks. You're like, why am I doing that? But you don't know, like, what you like. So you kind of start to blend in. So sometimes we blend in to different situations. And that can be work. It can be friends. It can be partners. So, you know, those early years that we have, um you know especially adolescent years is a really prime example of like I just want that boy to like me so I'm going to start listening to like I don't know I can't even think of a theme of music right now (laughs) 
would have I was a bunch of grunge back then. So, you know, like yeah. I was cool. I was into that. But, you know, I guess I wouldn't have been listening to rap music, you know, like I wouldn't have changed my tastes for them because I knew that I didn't like it. So, but people pleasers subconsciously can sometimes mirror what the other person likes and grow to like it. Mm. So that's, yeah, a, that's a really important one because like you just said, we grow to like it. So you might not always recognize that it was through people pleasing. You can just yeah. adapt. And, yeah, exactly. It's adaption. It takes time, that one. And it's a quiet one. That's the thing. Like you don't always know that you're doing it, but like sit down with some people that, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, sit down with people like your friends and see, like look around. Are, they, are you all dressed the same? you know are you actually proud of like how you're like rocking what you're wearing like is that you you know it it takes a lot of balls to address that for a hundred percent so should we go on to the next one yeah let's do it okay so another one is that you say sorry way too much Mm -hmm. now sometimes people are very aware of this but other times they're not so when I lived in the city, I remember like when I first moved there, I was like walking across the street and someone was coming at me and like it was busy and, you know, I'd always get out of the way. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. You know, move out of the way. Sorry, sorry. And like, I didn't think that I was trying to accommodate somebody else, but I was. I was getting out of their way. I was less than they were, mm. you know, and it's, there's so many ways. Like, you know, I had a friend the other day. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't stop to say you know, g'day, but I had to go to work. I'm like, dude, I know you said, I've got to go. I'm off to work. And I was like, cool. No worries. Like, Mm. don't come to me and apologize. I didn't need an apology. Like, it's okay. Like you have your life, you know, we will connect at some point. Like, you know, so some people don't always know that they're saying sorry. Yeah. I think that's such a big one. And I know, like, I see this a lot, people saying sorry, and it gets to a point where they say sorry for just simply being there or just like yeah. simply taking up any space or saying anything or saying their opinion and being like, sorry, but I think this. It's like, you don't need to apologize for speaking, for being here's some, I know. Here's a really great example. I'm sitting at a table at dinner with friends and someone says, pass the salt, say, and you pass it over and make, oh, I'm so sorry. Like you should have thought of it you know like that's the people please yeah it's a funny one so another one well just to that sorry one and this kind of like applies to all of them is I think the first step is really awareness and like you said a lot of people are really aware that they say sorry all the time and just being aware and just stopping it like do you have any other advice around once you're aware of it do you just stop doing it? Do you, there... <laughs> there's like a little switch that you just press and then all of a sudden like you're fixed. No, yeah. there's not. <laughs> so a hundred percent. One of the things like I work through with my clients as well is heightening your awareness, like actually noticing how you are and how you live in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are your personality traits? Like, you know, who are you? Because that's the thing. Like, it takes practice to be able to catch yourself in the act. But what's really important I've like had over the years is people around me to also help me in my mission of like, you know, stopping some of these patterns that I've had. So I was always capable of saying no, but 
but you know the sorry one for a while was like a bit like mm, but I had someone like why are you always saying sorry I'm like oh my god I am you know and we and look with people pleasing you know we can go through like highs and lows of it so sometimes it can be really chronically bad and other times it's not so bad mm. but you know if you have people around you to be like hey Liz like what's with that you know, to catch you out, it helps your awareness as well because they see you. So you need to observe yourself. But I also suggest to everyone as well, like work on one thing. So if like through this list of people pleasing that we're sharing today, like if you go, okay, like I really need to like work on saying no more or I need to work on saying sorry less, like what's your one thing? And just focus on that one thing for a while to like... Mm remove that because if you had to like if you were sharpening your awareness so much that you're consciously like watching everything that you do it's exhausting so always one thing at a time yeah yeah definitely and I think that um like helping point out things to other people can be really powerful because like you were talking about before sometimes we really adapt to the people we're around so we can be like in a group of our friends or family or colleagues or whatever else and everyone's just saying sorry for everything. So yeah, it's like normal, right? Yeah. And when we start to bring awareness to it and point it out, it creates like a really beautiful ripple for everyone around us. And I all say so every time someone says sorry to me when like one example, and this happens a lot in my family is like, I'll do them a favor or I'll buy them something. Like I'll do something for them and they'll be like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, say thank you like what why are you sorry I wouldn't have done it if I didn't want to do it so I I that's one thing like I always point out to people and yeah everyone listening like don't be afraid to lovingly point something out to someone to bring their awareness to it yes and like that's like the most glorious friendship right there like how beautifully honest can you be with your friends Mm. that also you know what someone you might say to someone else please know that it may get it may come back to you and that's totally okay. So yeah, lovingly is the key there hundred percent. Definitely. Okay. What's next? All right. What's next? Okay. So here's a good one. So you don't share your feelings when someone hurts you. Mm. Yeah. So you don't want to upset the other person, right? Because they've upset you. Yeah, like, you know, going through that conflict stage of like, you know, someone might come and, you know, have like an attack almost like, you know, and it might not be like, you know, super aggressive, but you have taken it on as like, oh my God, what have I done wrong? But then you won't come back and address it and be like, well, actually you've hurt my feelings by saying X, Y, and Z. Like you just don't want to put them out, Mm. keep it in. Yeah. And this ties back to everything we were talking before about the conflict yeah (laughs) it's a big one as well (coughs) sorry you're off the joys of having little kids it's like you always get the flu um another one is struggling with knowing who you are so a lot of people pleasers struggle with identity and what they actually believe in so like they don't have you know like okay when I grow up I'm gonna be a doctor like they don't have that you know, it's always like, okay, how can I fit into this scenario? How can I fit into there? Like, what do I actually believe in? So um, it's a quiet one. And once again, it takes sharpening your awareness to notice that, mm-hmm. you know, that you're struggling with who you are. Yeah. 
Yes. Like for me, like I've always been like a really ambitious person and I've always had like something I'm working on or something I'm working towards. And when I was like younger, I used to find it just so crazy that people couldn't straight away tell me like what their life goals were. And, but yeah, it's like, I think like some people are like so conditioned to be sorry for existing that it is like extreme people pleasing to not have any like ambition for yourself. And it's not that you need to do like anything in particular. It's just, yeah, you don't need to be the next Oprah, you know, like you can literally be like the coolest school principal, you know, or like the best bus driver for like the school bus. Like, yeah, you know, it can be so simple, like making that impact it doesn't have to be global it can be community it can be just for your family like showing up and being like an awesome mum. you know definitely it's really really important I love that you mentioned that so yes okay one more okay last one um the last one is that you seek out acknowledgement from others Mm -hmm. so you know, unless your best friend says, like, it's that case of, like, you'll jump off the cliff if I do, you know, like, you want them to acknowledge you. But, yeah, you also don't usually take the acknowledgement in. It's just like, okay, cool, like, I'm doing a great job. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it comes with, like, the being busy. Most people pleasers are really busy because mm. they're always doing, they're always like, oh, I can see that and that needs happening, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, very busy people um, and they're just doing it. So they're being seen and acknowledged. Yes. Yes. I love that you pointed this out. I think it's such a big one. And um, I saw something posted the other day and it was like, is, um, do you know about like the five love languages? Yes. And so the post was, is your love language really acts of service or have you just been like conditioned to think that's the only way for you to get love? And I think that um, like for me, I, like I never really recognized it as like a people pleasing thing, but growing up, like I did always want like the praise and the attention and the award. And it's like, tell me I'm doing a good job. And like, yeah, I feel like I've really let that go. And like, I don't care who thinks I'm doing a good job. I'm just going to do what I want to do. But it was definitely like a big thing in my teenage years to do things that would get me recognition in some way. Mm, that's yeah super interesting because that's the thing like you know you can do things for yourself and be like yeah I've done it like I don't care like I'm blazing my own way and then you know going back into that moment of like you know did you see I got an A I got an A look at me look at me look at me you know like yeah me from school it's like look at my report card (laughs) (laughs) did you see it did you see it yeah yeah exactly Yes, you're doing a great job. And like that sense of validation. Mm. Yeah, it's a big one. And that's exactly it. It's a sense of validation of who you are. Yeah. Because you're trying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What are some ways to move through this form of people pleasing? This one in particular? Mm. Oh. Well, actually, here's a great one. So I, <laughs> I had a client yesterday, actually, we spoke, spoke a little bit about this. And, you know, the sense of, like, getting validation from others is you first need to validate yourself. So I set her some homework. So every morning she needs to wake up 
well, everyone wakes up, but she needs to write down five things that she loves about herself. Mm-hmm. Because that sense of acknowledgement is like, you don't know what you actually want. Yeah. So unless, you know, like having that drive, like, well, what's driving you? Like what helps you move forward? So you need to love yourself for all the things. And, you know, some people can't actually write a list of five things that they love about themselves. Mm. It's really challenging. So that's one of the things I recommend. And then probably also sense of acknowledgement is like, yeah, seeing yourself. Yes. It's deep. Like, all levels of people pleasing comes back to knowing who you are. Mm. Yeah, it's really validating yourself and you don't need validation. Family. Yeah, like mm. it's celebrating who you are and that's the thing like it's a mindset shift. Mm. And it takes time to do that and that's the thing like you first need to celebrate you. Yes. I and understand yeah, and understand your beliefs and values. So yeah. exploring those is really important. Beautiful. So you said that you have a whole ebook that I'm guessing goes into much more detail on a lot of the things you've touched on. Where can everyone find that if they want to explore yeah. these topics a bit more? Yeah. So the ebook is actually a collection of 30 stories um, that I have lived through. Um, of people pleasing and all the excuses like known to man that I was telling myself it was okay to do that and it has like a journal prompt as well so you can then dive into that particular um, scenario yourself Um, and you can just head over to my website and it's lizzymolt.com and my last name is spelled m-o-u-l-t perfect and I will have a link in the show notes um, for everyone listening as well so to start to wrap this up, do you have any final words of wisdom that you would love to share or just anything you would love to end with? Yeah. Um, just know that it's a journey and it does take time. And, you know, if you focus on one area of your life at a time, you know, it will, you'll see a ripple effect like on all of them. But just focus on one thing. Like I think too many of us take on too much all in one go and, you know, we don't need more overwhelm with people pleasing. You know, it sparks anxiety. So just keep it simple and work on one that you're aware of and tackle that. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Keep it simple and, yeah, give yourself some grace while you're moving through that one thing as well. Yes. Everything I'd add to that. So thank you so much for having this conversation, Lizzie. I've got so much out of this and I think that so many people are really going to resonate to a lot of the things that you shared. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.